Welcome back to What's the Dill podcast, everybody. What's up? <laughs> um, we are doing a two-part episode. So we're doing part one today on mental health, and we will release part two next week. Yeah, and we have talked about this a little bit in our podcast before, um, mental health issues, and we've referenced that we wanted to talk about it for future episodes. So this is it. We're releasing two episodes. Part one is right now. Part two is the next episode. Um, so we hope you enjoy part one. Thanks for listening, as always. Welcome back, everybody, to What's the Dill podcast. We are back. Another week. Another day, another dollar. Is that what? Is that the saying? <laughs> That's a saying for sure. That's a saying. <laughs> We're uh, kind of recommitting to to recording. To yeah, recording. Yeah, um, we uh, we were so used to it during the full lockdown. I think is what yeah. helped us like just stay consistent because there was literally nothing else to do. So yeah. we were recording a ton. Now there is a lot of things to do. <laughs> People are like, and it's oh. summer, right? You know? So nice out. It's so nice. Some people be like, I feel like probably easier to record when like during lockdown right and i was like yeah definitely 100 percent, yes. definitely it was a lot easier <laughs> what are we talking about today tanya we're gonna touch on mental health i know we've like echoed it a little bit referenced it we yeah reference that's the word we've referenced it a lot in a couple episodes maybe i have just because i really have been wanting to talk about it and so we're gonna talk about it mental health um, in a marriage, mental health, just my experience with mental health, anxiety and depression and panic attacks and learning how to share that with my spouse was something that I didn't realize I was going to have to do. Yeah. And then how it affects our marriage mm -hmm. and how we work with it in a marriage and how we don't let it define our marriage. Right. Um, it's been a journey with kind of, I guess both of our mental healths because something I've learned is that like everyone has mental health. Everyone has a mental health status. Right. Like everybody has physical health. Everybody right. just has a physical, like you said, status. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I knew that or I don't know if I put the pieces together that I don't know if I did the math on that, mm. that like, as I was growing up, as I was a kid, as I was a teenager in my twenties, like I was, I was fostering, my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I I was doing things probably to make my mental health feel better or feel worse. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if I was ever personally like keeping myself accountable for like my mental health state. Mm. It was more like, oh, I got to relax or like, let me go <laughs> for a run and relax or, sure. you know, let me kind of like behavior modify and like right. put in, in input, input good habits. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's also like part of our journey has been the recognition that I also have a mental health status that I need to sure, yeah. um, keep track of. So where should we begin, Tanya? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, I can share a little bit about my experience with anxiety, and that way that can give context to the rest of our conversation. Absolutely. And before you go into it, Tanya, I, you know, I appreciate you talking about this, and I know other people are going to appreciate you talking about this because it's very vulnerable but like we have talked about like you have said keeping it in the dark does no one any good mm -hmm. um so i just want to thank you for sharing oh, about yeah. share this <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, I'll try to keep it short, but you I have to. Oh, okay. Um, I would say I started experiencing anxiety from a very young age. I think I had my first anxiety attack maybe when I was like eight or nine. And obviously I didn't know it was anxiety. Um, but luckily I had two parents that were very aware of my behavior and my mom had a background in psychology. And so I think she very quickly realized that I needed some attention because I was having anxiety attack after anxiety attack and it was crippling. Um, Anxiety, everybody has anxiety, right? And everybody can have some panic. But mine at such a young age was becoming so crippling. I couldn't um, sleep without my parents. I couldn't, I was so scared of going to an event for school. I was scared. I was beginning to just want to stay at home. I was scared of going places. Um, I was scared of a lot. And this was just something you didn't know was going on. Like you were just like, you just were feeling fear, but you didn't. Yeah. I was just, I was so scared. I was feeling fear. And one of the things that I've learned is that anxiety is always triggered by something. Um, it can also, it is also hereditary. Well, I didn't know, but it's in me. Sure. Um, genetically came to at a later age. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but also I had like a, a, it sounds silly now, but one of my like traumatic experiences as a little girl was getting sick and throwing up like in the classroom. And for an eight-year-old, I guess that was traumatic at the time. And it sounds silly now, but it wasn't at the time for me. And so that was like my trigger that caused me to think that I have to be in control of everything for that never to happen again, which then led to like constant anxiety, constant what ifs, constant worries, constant like need to be in control of every situation. Um, And it doesn't sound silly now, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Um, But like I said, luckily my, my parents actually took me to a child psychologist and, um, I am so incredibly grateful that they did that, that they were so aware of doing that, that they even thought that their mind even went to, maybe she just needs to go to a child therapist and that's okay. And the fact that there wasn't this stigma for me personally, I just feel like was very amazing of my parents to even to explain it to me, what was going to happen, who I was going to go talk to. And that they were not ashamed of it or that they were very much in the know that it's not like there's something seriously wrong with her, but it's okay if she has some anxiety and it's okay that we address it. It's good that we address it. And it really helped me a lot. And so as I got older, I just knew that I had anxiety and it manifested in different ways. Um, in high school, I started getting panic attacks, which felt very much like pending, do- like doom was coming over me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, like, anxiety attacks and panic attacks can be synonymous, but I w- panic attacks, from what I know, are a little more severe. Okay. Um, so 
I've had it all my life. So it never stopped is what I'm trying to get to. I had panic attacks through high school, panic attacks through college, panic attacks through moving cities and panic attacks in marriage. And um, something that I started experiencing my early 20s that came along with the panic attacks was depression. Mm -hmm. If I would get a really bad panic attack, I would then spiral into like a season of depression. And it was very hard and it is still very hard. But what I am, like I said, grateful for is the foundation of having it in the light from such a young Mm -hmm. age and having parents that were very... Um, aware of just what was going on and gave gave it the attention that it needed. And open to handling kind of what comes with that. Right, yeah. yeah. And at different seasons of my life, I was in therapy and different seasons I wasn't. I Like I said, I was as a kid and then I stopped. And then I think right after high school, I started again. And I've been on and off in therapy since then for the last 13 years. And I love it. I think, <laughs> I think like if every person in this world went to therapy, the world would just be a better place. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit about my background with it. Right. I tried to give a very quick yeah. um, synopsis. Very summary well said then. Thank thanks. you for sharing that, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, I, I know you may, you make it look easy talking and dealing with your anxiety, um, I guess, and being vulnerable, but it's not easy. So mm-hmm. uh, your kind of freedom and openness to talking about this stuff um, helps me, helps everyone, just, you know, helps me be able to receive this, mm-hmm. you know, in our marriage and receive mental health <laughs> kind of episodes or just having to be a part of our lives. And mm-hmm. um, I know it's going to also help people talk about it and not be scared yeah. to talk about it. Um, yeah. So um, let's talk about how it like works in our marriage. Let's talk about how it plays a part in our marriage. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think something that's really cool about our marriage, Tanya, that we've talked about a lot is this idea of unity. Mm-hmm. And marriage is like total unity. Mm-hmm. And really big lies from like the world, really big lies from the devil, <laughs> really big lies, you know, like the voices in our heads a lot of times try to create division. Mm -hmm. Mental health, anxiety, depression is something that can so easily be divisive. Mm -hmm. It's your struggle and I'm dealing with it. Right. And from the beginning, I just really want to honor you and I want to thank you because you have laid the foundation for how we talk about, you know, mental health Mm -hmm. and talking about it openly and freely. Mm -hmm. And, that has helped pave the way for our marriage where we don't let it define us, right? but we talk about it. And yeah. like it's in our marriage and it's in our lives, but it doesn't define our marriage. We're right. not sitting around every day being like, all right, so is this going to be a good mental health day or a bad <laughs> mental health day? What should we do? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to thank you for you kind of leading the way mm. with that. Um, I've had a lot of learning I've had to do about this stuff, both the biology of it or the, you know, the bi- <laughs> biology sounds like I'm like pouring over like studies. <laughs> I'm like, know. oh, wow. Like studying. Yeah, studying. Actual, yeah, being actual. like, okay. And Freud said this. <laughs> okay. 
biology is literally means listening to you. Oh, wow, that's crazy. Oh, what? What does it feel like? Oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, That's the biology. That's the biology research (laughs) I'm talking about here, people. Um, But yeah, so let's talk about kind of like how it plays into our marriage at all. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that there can be division, that maybe mental health issues want to create division, Mm -hmm. but we don't let it. We stay unified through it. So let's talk about how we stay unified through these things. Yeah, I think one of the – this isn't directly related to how – we stay unified, but I have applied it to our marriage a lot. Um, and that is well, learning how to allow you to come into it with me, which I did not think was going to be hard or a thing even. Right. Um, Letting all, me share it with you. Yeah. All of my life, I, I was good at sharing it with people in my, in my circle to say, I'm having like a really bad panic attack right now. Can you do X, Y, and Z? I was really good at, so I just thought that in marriage, I was, I too was going to be really good at like just letting you know the status of where I'm at with depression, anxiety, but it was much harder than I thought because I didn't have to share it with those people to the depth that I have to share it with you. And something that helped me and still does I think because it came from you, like nice. the words came from you, <laughs> was um, you have to let me help you carry your crosses. Yeah. And I was very, when I remember you saying that, I was like, but I don't want, like how dare I impose my crosses onto you? You know, right. like how dare I ask you to carry those crosses with me? But you were like, no, this is, that's what it's about. This is yeah. this that's marriage. I want to help you carry your crosses and you are going to help me carry right. my crosses. And that was I don't know why hard for me to accept. I think obviously it goes into personality and I just never want to be a burden to anybody right. or it's it's my struggle and I will struggle with it, but I yeah. God forbid you struggle f- with it. But that really helped me stay unified. It still does when I think about it. I think like I know I'm supposed to share my crosses with him and he gladly wants to carry them with me and vice versa. And I know that that's what God wants and I know that that's what's going to take us to Satanhood. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, and I I mean, I think it's human nature. It's not mm-hmm. easy to share your struggles with someone and it's not easy to share your struggles with someone at that level because mm-hmm. like when you're having maybe a panic attack or an anxiety attack, it's super visible and it's mm-hmm. vulnerable. And for it's like no one wants to be like, hey, like see me at my weakest point. Yeah. Um, and I think something that I've said is that, you know, maybe my entire life was built up to be able to do this with you. Maybe everything in my life was built up to be able to walk this walk, walk down this path with you mm-hmm. uh, of mental health stuff. And, you know, I think it's so easy to say like, oh, like I love you, Tanya, through everything. Mm-hmm. Except I'll get really, really annoyed when it's hard. <laughs> That's not what marriage is about. That's not what our unity is about. Yeah. It's not what our union is about. <laughs> and I think it's a really good think it's been a really good opportunity for me to kind of talk the talk and walk the walk Mm -hmm. with like being a husband to you 
and when I was a boyfriend, mm-hmm. <laughs> now husband, <laughs> um, is that like there there's no excuse to not love you when it's hard. Mm. And yeah, like mental health stuff, mental health issues, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy in twofold. It's not easy to see you suffer. And then it's not easy to sometimes, you know, go down that path right. with you. But that doesn't mean it's not good. Mm-hmm. Just because something's hard doesn't mean it's not good. Right. And again, I'm going to go back to like this spirit, you know, like division. Like, so what am I just going to say? Like, oh, here we go again. Right. Like, or am I going to learn? Mm-hmm. And I want to learn. And I've tried to learn and be there for you and help you whatever you need. And also be vulnerable myself. And, you know, the kind of flip side of it is that like if I'm supporting you when you're anxious or you know helping affirm you when you need affirmation or whatever <laughs> needs to happen but if I'm doing it with like a you know a, a scowl on my face right what's the point right what's the point mm-hmm. so yeah there's definitely like patience of which I need to have there's patience you have to have with me on other things right there's patience you need to have with me on a million other things mm-hmm. everyday life that it doesn't have to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. So from the get-go, you know, we've really tried to stay unified, be super vulnerable and communicate with each other like what you're going through. Yeah. What I'm doing, is it helping? Is it hurting? Right. And then not like letting it fester inside. Yeah, just a cross that I've willingly and gladly pick up with you right and i wouldn't have it any other way mm-hmm. thanks thanks love <laughs> even just the the practicals i think was even hard for me to realize that i have to share that with you for example the actual like tanya what do you need from me? When I'm not in the middle of a panic attack, Tanya, what do you need from asking me? What do you need from me? And me being able to articulate, I actually need to be left alone during the middle of a panic attack. Right. Or, yeah, just, I don't know, the actual practicals were, it sounds silly to say, like, we actually had to go through practicals of action steps to take and do together for that, for, like, panic attacks and yeah. times of panic attacks I just didn't realize that we would have to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. At that perspective, I always think about unity, like I said. Um, anytime that it's been... Anytime I've had to really support you in moments of mental health episodes, I, I always try to think about like how God loves me in hard episodes because... Undoubtedly, every single day, I'm going to God with a hundred times worse (laughs) than any sort of mental health issues you've ever come to me with. Mm -hmm. And and so for me, I I just always think about, you know, the vows we made and that through thick and thin, through sickness and in health, through mental health (laughs) and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I, the more that I kind of, take this cross with you, the more that I kind of join myself with you on this, the easier it is for me. Mm. I'm like, okay, this is happening. And let me just like live out my vows a little with you. Mm. You know? Yeah. Let me, let me walk the walk. Yeah. Let me walk the walk (laughs) with you. Let me talk the talk and walk the walk with you. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes it easier. Mm -hmm. And I find that like, if I, my attitude being bad 
only makes your anxiety worse. You're able to pick that up. You're able to understand that maybe it's affecting me in a certain way. And I think that what can be hard for you is that it affects me and something that I, yes. yeah, like I've tried to communicate to you. Yes, it does affect me mm-hmm. and that's okay. Right. But it's so hard. Origin. I mean, it still is hard, but originally it was so hard for me to see that my anxiety and depression was affecting you, that that is when I really, like you said, the spirit of division, I really wanted to just like hide it from you for your sake. Right. And it, but it wasn't helping anybody. Right. And that's not easy. Like, you know, we didn't just like come to that over like one <laughs> overnight. We're like, oh, like I realized that, uh, you know, you have to allow me to help you carry this cross and I'm going to choose to do this in a loving way, live in my vows with you. Easy piece of cake. Like this has definitely been years of talking, communicating, trial, error, you know, the more unified I am with you, the easier it is for you and for me. Mm -hmm. And the more we cut, we don't let it dictate our lives. Right. The more that we're not actually like every single, we don't talk about this all the time. Right. Right. The less it, it identifies our life. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's hard to say that there's a silver lining in any of this, right? But I have seen God in in all of it with me. And it's been really neat to look look back in my life and see how God was there with me every step of the way and somehow used used it for good, somehow used it to draw me in. So it's not that like, you know, God didn't cause my anxiety so that I could run to him, right? Right. That's not true. What is true is that I happen to have a mental illness and God like met me there, but God was also able to bring me to a deeper level with him through that. And so the silver lining in all of it has just been how I've seen my relationship with God grow, my personal prayer even. I, I could I can honestly say my personal prayer life started when I was around eight or nine because my parents would tell me like, just pray to Jesus about your anxiety. It's okay. Just pray to Jesus. And I started to. And obviously it like developed and matured from that, but your your mental health uh, regimen wasn't just praying. It was <laughs> introduce some uh, professionals. Right, it. right. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just prayer, which I, side note, I do believe 100% that like prayer is so good and it's so effective, but so is medication and it's okay to be on medication and there's no like lack of faith if I use medicine, does that mean I like, well, God, I just don't believe God can heal me. So therefore I'm going to go to medication. I don't believe that at all. I think I just have, as the doctor has told me, I just have a chemical imbalance in my head. I have low serotonin levels and there's medicine that'll help me with that. Right. Um, but anyways, I, I have truly seen, especially in my twenties, how through my twenties, how, God was able to use something that was so hard for me for good. My like depression, my panic attacks, they were so, so hard. But somehow in his like 
majestic ways, he was able to use that like deep suffering to purify my heart and to bring me closer to him. Right. Thanks for sharing that, Tanya. Yeah. Um, yeah. And suffering is really hard. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, it's really hard to understand why we suffer, why other people suffer. Right. And, you know, something that we've talked about is like that when we kind of bring our suffering to Jesus, there is something powerful about that he will help you along the way. Yeah. And it will use that bringing to him for good. Right. You know, we always hear offering it up, offering it up for someone, right. you know. And, right. Um, you know, I think it can be really hard. And it's really challenging because – as hard as it is, like who wants to be like, oh, just FYI, like um, I know you're suffering now, but some person in Malaysia just right. just did just just caught themselves and they're tripping mm-hmm. over their stairs right now. So <laughs> some good came out of this, you know. It's like okay, <laughs> um, but like like you said, Tani, really putting it in the light and not letting mm-hmm. it live in darkness mm-hmm. and admitting that it's hard mm-hmm. and bringing that to God and, and bringing it to prayer. Yeah. Um, so that's really powerful, you know? Yeah. Prayer, prayer, prayers and professionals. Aw, prayers and professionals. I like that. <laughs> Combine those two, you'll be fine. <laughs> and so that's why we wanted to talk about this mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, like this is in our marriage. We talk about it. We deal with it. We're happy to share about it because, um, sharing about it, even with people helps, it helps me, helps you, helps other people. Right. Even externally processing with other people. And if our story or if our testimony about what it's like in our marriage helps other people, we will talk about it. Absolutely. Um, and please reach out to us. I know that people out there, experience this so share this comment to us reach out to us um and let us know what you think about this episode um we want to hear what you say okay guys that's it for part one of mental health and our marriage um thank you so much for listening we hope that this uh helps anyone or relates to anyone or is just entertaining, I guess. Hopefully we've been able to say this in an entertaining way. That's cool too. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to us with any questions, any thoughts. Um, We really, really love to hear from you and hear your thoughts on this issues, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Make sure to check out part two of this episode coming out next week.